0: Welcome to Making Good Choices Podcast. I am your host, Sarah Quizzera, and welcome back. I'm here with my hubby.
1: What's up everyone? Praise the living God. We thank God for the gift of life and such an opportunity to minister to you through this podcast.
0: Yeah. Amen. We so this week is is special. This week is Stand Up, Stand Out conference and it has been on fire!
1: (laughs) Right, and it's really amazing what's happening. God using different people to minister to their neighbors, to their communities, to transform the nation through their service, through their giftings. And uh, Mm -hmm. we've seen tremendous things. God is using different people, even what you didn't expect. Even what they didn't expect because they They never knew they had them, but they avail themselves for the for the purposes of God, and God is using them tremendously, uh, touching the old, touching the uh-huh. young, touching the poor, changing the community, cleaning them up, and uh, giving them fresh looks. Uh, uh, it's very really uh-huh. powerful what God is doing this week. Yeah. Even
0: fresh looks in their hair, their home, their community, yeah, everything. It, it's been really wonderful, mm-hmm. and something that. We feel like the Lord has been saying is that He will use whatever you have.
1: Right, right.
0: And sometimes we say, oh, I can't I can't serve. I can't go to my community. Maybe if I had something to give. Well, we all have something that we can give. We all have something to offer, even if it's a smile, even if it's a high five <laughs> exactly. or a hug. Yeah. You know, what we've seen is that even the smallest kids... Mm. Have been going out to serve, and and you can't tell me that you don't have anything when the smallest kids go out to serve their friends in the community. Yeah,
1: the small kids like writing a paper and painting some stuff on paper and giving it out. It's yeah. really amazing what God can use. It's it, before God uses you. It's not about what you have. It's your availability. Right. It's your availability.
0: Are you Are you available? Yeah. Uh. Yeah, it's so it's been so good, and I mean I'm just so amazed. It reminds me of how Jesus changed the world with twelve people,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? Like I can't even imagine the impact that this week is having. So we're serving during the day, and then at night we come together online, and that's been really powerful too. Actually, what you're about to hear today is one of the episodes that we played online this week. So a Making Good Choices episode with Pastor Amy. She is, you've heard Pastor David a couple weeks ago. This is his wife. She's also our senior pastor and she is an American. So she came from Minnesota. She came to Uganda. Um, many years ago, I think like 22, 21 years ago, she came from Minnesota. She was serving here. She actually moved here first before Pastor David and her got married or anything. And whenever she moved here, she met Pastor David. They got married. And now, like 21 years later, here we are. And they have Res Life. They have two amazing kids. And she just shares some wisdom. She shares her experience, which is unlike any other um, experience. Um, one thing that's so interesting about Pastor Amy is that she has her degrees in counseling. And so when she's speaking, I want you to take it as like you're in counseling. <laughs> she talks a lot about crucifying the flesh and your emotions and your mind. So it's really powerful. I actually want to go back and take some more notes, Um, but it's really powerful. We do have this episode on a video on YouTube, um, Res Life Ministries Lupoa YouTube. So I'll put it in the show notes. And then there's something also exciting that we've talked about a little bit. Weddings,
1: marriage. Yes, talk about weddings. This is a go-getter month, and I think we are (laughs) concluding it so soon. Uh But we need to talk about this. Uh, uh, We have a young couple that is launching out to get married. Something remarkable about weddings and uh, Ugandans. uh, I I don't know whether it's Africa-wise, but there's a lot of funds needed. There's a lot of... And many people are just cohabiting, but these guys are like... We are going out to change this whole setup and uh we are excited to be part of this and uh directing them and doing great things along with them in preparation for their marriage yeah beyond the wedding Mar-
0: right and so a lot so like emma said a lot of times people will maybe not have enough money or maybe it's the guy that doesn't have enough money um or maybe the dowry or the bride price is too high,
1: yeah. they
0: can't pay, so they just, they, they take the woman and cohabitate, or they just live in fear. And a lot of women want to be married. We hear it all the time. They want to be married. They want to be married. Yep. Um, so this couple said, enough is enough, and we're getting married. Right. <laughs> and so we're putting our whole community behind it.
1: Yeah. And we, we welcome you guys to join in this. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: If you want to be a part, we'll put a link if you want to help, if you want to donate financially. Um, Aaron is the groom, right. the bugole.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's the kind of version of the boom.
0: Uh-huh. And Aaron grew up in Share the Love. And so he's family to us. And he is also one of the most helpful people I've ever met. And he, he's a man of his word. So... He pushes it to the end. And then he's marrying Maureen, who was also family. Yeah. And she's actually living with us right now. She's living with us as we prepare her (laughs) to be a wife. Even though I've only been a wife for eight months. Holla. (laughs) But it's been really cool. God is doing some cool things. Um, But Emma, you actually helped raise Maureen.
1: Right, she she's my spiritual daughter, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, I've known her for way more than I don't remember. Right, but uh, her family is too tight. We call ourselves like family, family. Yeah, yeah, and it's too tight. And I thank God for what is transpiring in her life, and I'm I'm so excited.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. so. She, she's just so awesome, and those two are getting married, and, and we're pushing for the wedding, so it's going to be awesome. Now, as we transition, this month, Goal Getters is ending, but next month, we ha- we're we talking about joy. We're going to have some fun episodes. <laughs> yes. I think all of us need that at this time in this world. Mm-hmm. Just some joy, some fun So next week is going to be awesome. We're about to go into this episode. Get your notebooks ready. If you're driving or if you are on the move, just try to receive what what you hear. Wow, Pastor Amy, welcome to Making Good Choices podcast, but this time we're on video for the special edition of Stand Up, Stand Out conference. Yeah, man, it's
3: great to be here. <laughs>
0: Which is crazy that I'm interviewing you uh-huh. because you started Stand Up, Stand
3: Out. <laughs> yes, I did. How many years would you say that is? <laughs> to be honest, I've lost count of the years. It's been quite a few. Um, <laughs> I believe com- that. Coming close to 10, I think. Oh, at least eight. Wow. Yeah, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. I want to take
0: a second before we move on into the interview to just honor you,
2: Thank you.
0: as our pastor and s- specifically me. So, I have this podcast, making good choices, and I come here to Uganda, not knowing many people. I know, like acquaintances, right? And then I meet people, and all, all of a sudden I'm in ministry mm-hmm. because I love ministry. I love it. But the thing about you that that I really appreciate is that I come in with my husband and you're cheering us on like there there's nothing that's critical there's mm. nothing that is envious you're you're a welcoming yeah and you cheer on our gifts which is really amazing amen how do you stay in a place of appreciation instead
3: of envy it's a good question i think um i think all of us battle with issues of feeling envious from time to time it, mm.
2: it's
3: a thing in our human nature our sinful fallen nature to envy uh, other people areas where they're better than we are at one thing or another or things we want that that um they have and we don't have that sort of thing and um but I guess for myself it's just been a work a continued work it's not something I'm perfected at but a continued work in me where um I don't want to live envious of other people. I I want to embrace what God's created me to do and be. I want to be who I'm supposed to be. And I believe that that's what God has called my husband and I to do for other people. So I guess um, it's really kind of uh, getting to a place where you grow comfortable in your own skin, Mm. uh, where you can look at the mirror and say to yourself, "I, I like the me that God made. Yes. And the parts of me that are messed up because of things I've done or things other people have done, those things can be perfected in time, and mm. I'm okay with that. I'll, I'll figure that out. And then wow. look at other people and see them the same way, you know, that they're mm. being perfected, or, I, or I'd like to be a part of them being perfected as wow. God created them to, mm. to do and be. So I see it that way that, um, and it became easier for me when I realized that's really a significant part of what my husband and I are called to
0: literally you find our strengths. Yeah.
3: And, and it's always bothered me when I see in congregations where you have just like one main person or just a few Mm. main people, all the eyes are on them, all the workload is on them, all the attentions on them. And yet you have a whole congregation, Mm. a whole world full of gifted, talented people. And if we all really embraced one another, where we're gifted, right. valued the giftings instead of being envious, um, then we'd accomplish so much more, and we'd be m- way more happy.
0: Yeah, you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> so I found <laughs> you would I, smile more. I, yeah, and I, I'm more
3: happy enjoying other people's gifts instead of feeling like all those gifts have to be mine.
0: Right.
2: You know, it
3: just it makes me more happy too. I, I live oh. a more peaceful life in my own mind. Right. So it makes it easier when you realize how valuable that is.
0: And you, you do it so well. And so does Pastor David. Mm-hmm. I remember one time he said, if, if, if I leave and they can't do this better than me, then what am I doing? Right. right. <laughs> Which yeah. is so opposite yeah. of the worldly thinking. Right. There, there's something beautiful about your family that you honor your husband. Well, your family loves you. You have such a great relationship which I know is intentional. That doesn't just happen. Right. But also, you've also made a big step. Amy's ammo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you've stepped out over the past what, couple months. Right. So how do you balance growing your family, honoring the dreams of your husband, and at the same time, you're stepping out in this new
3: calling? How do I balance Is there that? a balance? <laughs> <laughs> there has to be. Otherwise, yeah. otherwise you'd you get burnt out, stressed out, you know, tired, resentful, that sort of thing. So, yeah, I think there has to be a balance in, uh, one, the motivations behind what you're doing and why. I, I chose to do Amy's Ammo because I believe that's what God was telling me to do. I actually resisted him for a long time mm-hmm. in doing it. But for several years, I've been involved in ministry, so I've had a family... I've been doing ministry. I've even held other jobs. So there's been wow. many times where I've worn, I even went back to school.
1: So there was really? a time
3: I was a student, I was a minister, I was a counselor, I was a parent, a wife, mm. um, a teacher, whatever. I mean, I, I had many hats to wear. Mm. And so part of it is learning which hat you're wearing when. You know, when I'm at home, it's my family time. I put my phone away. Wow. I'm not available to people outside the house. Yeah. Um mm. You know, and doing, like you said, intentional things of spending time, say, uh, we do, we would do bedtime stories, bedtime prayers wow. uh, together to make sure that our kids would have quality time, not only with uh, us or with myself and, and that, but also in the word mm-hmm. and um, having that be something that's significant, important to them. And then for my husband, I think he's made it very easy because he doesn't compete with me. Mm-hmm. And that's so important. Yeah. And so he has his own giftings and his own talents and he's comfortable in his own skin. He's not threatened by me being, um, confident, strong, having my own calling. Uh, In fact, he encourages it. Uh, Mm. in fact, I think from what he's said and from what he acts like, it makes him very proud of me. Wow. And so he cheers me on and makes it easy. He's not someone who is overly demanding, And so, um, there isn't a lot of pressure in that way. You know, there's a lot of women who have a lot of pressure to constantly be meeting particular needs, or sometimes you can never please them. Wow! (laughs) You know, no matter how hard you try. And he's he's, just—he's—he's not hard to please. He's a—he—he values my gifts, and he's good to me. In that way, makes it it makes it very easy. And so, I think that's helped in that way. My kids are the same. Mm. They recognize that we have giftings and callings. And they value and honor that, but again, we put a lot of intention into making sure they have focused time. Right. That does that isn't shared with other people. Mm. And I think that's made a big difference for them, you know. And and then it's yeah. balancing your actual time. So in the evening <laughs> after the kids go to sleep, I spend time studying. In the morning before they're up, I spend time in the Word. You know. Ah. And I think the absolute most important part that I've learned. To do better in more recent years, and I'm still getting better at it, is more worshipful, mm. quiet, restful time with the Lord. And yeah, I, talk
0: about that. Yeah. Because sometimes it can be like, this is my Bible plan. I'm doing this, and then I'll go into this, and yeah. there's nothing wrong with a plan, right? But but talk about that. Kind of works. How did you get kind of works place?
3: minded? Yes. Um, or thinking I have to do it a particular way and for uh, for God to honor it. I know there's been many times I've heard people over the years talk about their habit of maybe getting up at, you know, four in the morning. A lot of people here in Uganda are really gifted (laughs) at early morning prayer times. Um, And that I'm a late night person. I can also do early mornings. But because I'd be so sleepy in the early mornings, I'd I'd start reading (laughs) my Bible and doze back off.
1: You know, so just the
3: staying awake. Uh, could be difficult Mm. and so I think that's a thing where you have to get to the place where you recognize that this is about relationship it's not about the works of it you know the Mary Martha Mm. kind of concept am I busy about the work or am I busy about the relationship and when it's about the relationship it becomes more like with my husband I want to spend time with him because I love him Mm. I enjoy him I'm not obligated And he makes that easy because he's not there pressuring and demanding. And while God always wants time with us, he always wants relationship with us. He always is longing for for greater intimacy with us. He already Mm -hmm. knows us, but he's looking for us to to open that door to him and welcome him in regularly. And so the more deeply we grow in relationship with him, the Mm -hmm. more that time with him just becomes natural and just becomes uh, a welcomed part of your day instead of a works thing. Yeah. And the study part, yeah, have that planned, have that organized so that mm-hmm. I get in good study time. But when it comes to real, that refreshing, God speaking to me, God ministering to me, God correcting mm-hmm. me, right. that sort of thing, yeah. you know, that, that part you, you like wanted.
0: sanctification. <laughs> yeah, just
3: dwell in his presence. And yeah. I, for me anyways, that's been harder to learn. Cause I I sure. do better at the work.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs>
3: I'd like I'd like to do the work because I know I'm accomplishing a task. To just sit there and and let it be, just be, just be. and let him be, mm. and let him say what he wants, and wait on him. <laughs> Sometimes I just feel like I'm torturing myself. But the more and more I do it, the more and more I get comfortable in it, the more amazing things happen in that time. I mean, right. you can get you could get totally healed in that time. Totally set free, totally delivered in that time. You could have something you're tormented by, Mm. an answer that you need just come like that. And yet sometimes we're just working, looking for the answer, 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 answer and stressed, you know, and then we just rest in him. In fact, I remember a time Mm -hmm, I was looking for a job and I was feeling so stressed out. I was looking through the papers. I was reading articles. I was applying and I was so stressed And I just heard the Lord, you haven't asked me what I want, you know, because I wasn't spending that time with him. Mm. I spent that time with him, asked him, what do you want? And the job actually came to me. Wow. Yeah.
0: And it's so crazy how the enemy and the world feeds into this. Right. Twist something that's so great, reading the word into a work. Yes. And I know I can get that done fast. If it's work, I'm fast. Yeah. I can move. Yeah.
3: Just get it done. Yes,
0: but this is the opposite. Yeah. And you said something about, like, just being in His presence.
2: Yeah.
0: And for people who may not know you, you grew up in America, and you came to Uganda, mm-hmm. met your husband. How many years has that been?
3: Twenty-one years this year. Twenty-one.
0: Yeah. A in whole a cu- in a couple months adult. we're
3: celebrating. Yeah, twenty-one years. Wow. I've actually spent almost, almost half (laughs) my life here in Uganda.
0: Oh, so you're Ugandan. Basically. Wow. (laughs) It it makes me, it makes me think about this because you said just be. Mm -hmm. And for us to get to a point in our life where we can just be Mm -hmm. who God created us to be is for some people, that's very hard. Mm-hmm. Including me, yeah. it took me a while. I mean, yeah. I'm younger than you, but yeah. it felt like it took me a long time. A lot of
3: mental. I think it's something things. we work on really our whole life, our whole in, life in yeah. a lot of ways. But yeah, I think we get because more victorious. <laughs> yeah. Well, we grow, but then there's there's things that happen to us also as we're growing up mm-hmm. that reject who we are,
2: mm. or that
3: tell us we should reject who we are. Mm. You know, whether it's pressure to conform. Um, be like everybody else, yeah. whether it's you're too much of this or too little of that. Talk about
0: this. That's exactly where I want to go with yeah. this because you have such a unique story. Mm-hmm. For those of you who who know, of course, I'm in Uganda now, but you trailblazed. <laughs> you you did the hard stuff. You went before me for real. Mm-hmm. And some of the the views that people might have had about you, I know you were telling stories to us about how – Maybe someone would say you weren't spiritual enough or mm-hmm. you wouldn't do certain things. How do you navigate that?
3: I uh, Again, I think that comes to getting comfortable in your own skin. Uh, just realizing what God's called you to, who God's called you to be. Um, learning to please him yeah. over people. Mm. I, if our eyes are focused wow. on pleasing people, I think we'll always be at a loss.
2: Wow.
3: We'll, we'll always be feeling like we don't measure up or it it never feels good to have people reject you and it never feels good to know people are talking badly about, you You know, that doesn't feel good. Right. At the same time, when I look at the life of Christ, I think,
2: Mm. I
3: think he kind of welcomed that in a a way. I I, I think in his humanness, yeah, it probably hurts, but in his, in his uh, holiness and his understanding who he was as Jesus, you know, he was like, This is what you're supposed to do. You're you're supposed to hate me because of this, or Ah. you're supposed to persecute me because of that. So, when you get comfortable with the, that's okay. You don't have to like me, or at least you don't have to like me now. Right. You know, (laughs) I think one of the things I mentioned one time, we we put in a well, and it actually Mm. wasn't our intention. There was a well uh, nearby our church, Mm. and um, it wasn't running well. And we had a visitor who came. Mm. And her brother-in-law did wells. He he liked to invest in oh, wow. sponsoring well um, mm-hmm. programs. And so she went back to him and said, "These people need a well down there. Would you like to do one?" And in literally like two weeks, they came up with something like twelve thousand dollars or something. Wow! It, it was a, it was a good chunk of money <laughs> really awesome. fast, and um, sent it to us right away to do the well. But people in the community were like, you know, who are these people? Who do they think they are? You know, that sort of thing. And Right. And those are things you just go. I don't think I'm anybody. I, I God, uh-huh. in fact, like Paul said, he boasted in his weaknesses. I, uh-huh. I probably have more weaknesses than I have strengths in many ways. <laughs> but that's where God is made God. Mm-hmm. That's where the Lord is made strong in us and revealed in us. And so, if if you just right. recognize that, and another thing my parents used to tell me too is uh, people who spend a lot of time talking about you. Uh, Mm -hmm. must not have very much else to talk about, you know? (laughs) Or you must be awfully important to those people if they spend that much time on you (laughs) instead of their own things. Or maybe those people are very unhappy with themselves Mm -hmm. and there's something in your life they actually admire instead of despise. Right. And that's not a point to to get proud about Mm -hmm. uh, or anything like that, but just a point of understanding that Mm -hmm. all of us in our humanness can misunderstand people or you know, not, not understand their intentions, but you're better off to just go ask, you know, that would be (laughs) my encouragement to people. Yes.
0: Talk about that too, because what I've noticed, I've only been here Mm -hmm. less than a year, but what I've noticed is, is to make sure like to go ask, Mm -hmm. like you say, sometimes we can seem like we're Mm -hmm. overbearing. Yeah. Talk about that.
3: Uh, well, one thing that's interesting between Ugandan culture and American culture, uh-huh. uh, my husband said something about this not too long ago. Americans tend to be much more loud. Ugandans <laughs> tend to be a little more quiet. Uh, it's considered much more respectful here to have a more quiet tone mm-hmm. and a quiet demeanor and, and a humble, especially when you're a woman, kind of a humble approach. Sure. Um, so that's, that's culturally much more acceptable. In American culture, we tend to be much more loud. We tend to ask more questions. Um, and questions are welcomed.
2: Mm. Uh, here, questions yeah.
3: are not really welcomed um, and, unless someone has been kind of trained that way. But culturally, lots of question wow. asking is kind of unacceptable or considered either annoying or, you know, just it's just not embraced. Okay. And so that idea of I, I have these thoughts or I have these questions or I have these ideas from the time that people are young here, mm. there isn't that welcoming to just come ask. So it takes time and patience. I, I can remember a time where I knew someone was offended with me a, a Ugandan. Mm-hmm. I just knew it. I could tell one way you'll notice is by how they distance themselves from you. Wow. <laughs> someone who is normally very warm and welcoming all of a sudden goes to the other side of the room when you show up, <laughs> you know, that <laughs> yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. And so it's a little more passive, aggressive type of, uh, handling of, of conflict. And mm-hmm. I remember walking up to that person and saying, uh, did I do something to offend you is everything I mean I think I almost uh-huh. made them die right there oh, God. <laughs> doing that but uh, n- uh no no I'm fine and I just said you know I I realize maybe it's uncomfortable to talk about or maybe it's it doesn't feel good or whatever but I just want you to know you're welcome you're welcome to tell me if I offended wow. you you're welcome to tell me if you misunderstood something you're welcome to say i did something that you didn't like mm. and we can talk about it sure so just so you know you're very welcome to do mm. that but i don't want an offense to sit between you and i my yeah. my parents always taught me relationships are more valuable than the offense and wow. so never carry
0: relationships are more valuable than the offense yeah mm.
3: cuz sometimes we grab hold of an offense so tightly um we hold on to it so strong like what you did to me was so wrong. Wow! But when you realize how much more valuable the relationship is to you, wrestling through the offense is yeah. very important. Let, let right. me get let me get past this. Let me get over this. Mm. Not where I ignore it. That's one thing we see happens here in Uganda a lot. It gets ignored. And then it comes out in other funny ways, or maybe even 25 years later, (laughs) you know, and you didn't even know someone was so angry about that. It it happens even in families, even in the States or anywhere, you know, an
0: undercurrent, right? Just like the ocean. It looks nice and smooth, but really it can take you down. Right.
3: Or there's times in our lives where we're just maybe kind of weak and vulnerable or just in general hurting. Mm. And so we may be more sensitive than other times in our life. And so some random crazy thing that may not normally offend or hurt you maybe does now, but you're going <laughs> yes. to, my thing is if you're going to carry the offense into, my, into tomorrow, mm. then it's something you need to address today. Wow. If, say,
0: the, say it again.
3: If the offense is something you're going to carry into tomorrow, right. then you need to address it today. You know, when the scripture talks about wow. not going to sleep on your anger, right. like I, I can't hold bitterness and unforgiveness. The Bible says that I can't be forgiven Mm. if I don't forgive. So who am I to hold on to anything? There isn't anything anyone can do to my flesh, to my feelings, Mm. um, to my physical body, you know, whatever that can be so terrible that it can't be forgiven. There's things we think are that way, but in reality, they are not. And if God can forgive me, Mm. I I think where we get mixed up on that is we we don't often see how terrible we can be yes. at least we want to ignore yeah. it yes. or we want yes. to pretend uh-huh. that this this ugly side of me doesn't exist and so we put up this very holy facade <laughs> you know or this very uh-huh. righteous yeah. i would never you know but you don't realize it. one one time we had a guy come to the church and just ask simple questions like have you ever told a lie um, uh-huh. have you ever pretended not to know uh-huh. something you knew or have like, have you ever pretended ah. or faked? On, and uh-huh. he just dug into what lying really is and got down to the, even if you think you never did it wrong, you mm. come to realize all of us have broken every <laughs> commandment that yes. there is, yes. and yet we're forgiven. Yeah. And so if someone has broken Praise something against us or done something against us, who mm. am I to, to carry that, to hold that? So I want to wow. get rid of that as fast as I can, not pretend it doesn't exist because there, are, general, there, there right. are real, true, horrible things that happen to us yes. that are hard, that, that are hard to let go of. Hmm. But the more and more we die to our flesh, the less and less that's going to be carried to tomorrow. Because wow. if my flesh is dead, how can you hurt me? Right. If my feelings are crucified, how can you wound me? You know? So what place do our emotions have? That's a good question. <laughs> um, I I think emotions tell us a lot, more than anything, about what our belief system is, mm. um, what we're believing about ourselves, about life, about God, about other people. Um, and wow. I, more than anything, I think that's what they do. There are... There are just, you know, genuine emotions as far as, like, if I'm at a funeral, of course, I'm yeah. going to cry because I'm wounded, I've lost someone, I'm, I'm hurting right. over that. But when you're talking, those things, especially at home, you know, when you're at home with your spouse. Listen. Or with, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a tree. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so if uh, often if you go to the, why do I really care about this? And you mm. think back to what what's, what's the thought that's running through my mind? What's the idea that keeps popping up every time mm. this feeling Happens to me, or every time I think about this person in this situation, and then you think wow. back to the belief maybe it's something like, you know, you're never gonna be anything, or this person doesn't believe in you, or you're not good enough, or something wow. like that. It normally goes to a belief system somewhere, or, or a belief, yeah, that's part of like our foundational bedrock. belief system. Yeah. And so, um, uh, one of my friends uh, talks about it being, um, What's the word she uses? Um like your your toxic thoughts, your your deep emotional uh roots, mm. you know? And um just flawed beliefs. They're flawed right. beliefs. They're not true, accurate, mm. God given beliefs. And so then you have to attach the the truth onto right. those lies and say, what, what's the truth to this lie that I've been believing? What's the yeah. truth to this? And then your emotions become more balanced. And then, it, you know, cause it's different if I'm just having a, a, what would be a typical emotion for a typical experience. But a lot of sure? times our emotions are exaggerated. Like yeah. in, in marriage, yeah. we talk about things like, um, Say, putting the toilet paper roll on the roll the wrong way, <laughs> squeezing the toothpaste yes. in the wrong place, not putting away a cup or a plate, not yep. washing something and leaving dirty dishes, uh, leaving your underwear oh. on the floor <laughs> to <till> you change <laughs> your clothes, and not hanging up your towel. You know, just like yep. tiny, those are tiny, minor things. But in some, you know, with your kids or with your spouse, those can become huge family fights. Right. Those can become massive things. <laughs>
0: We're learning these things.
3: Yeah. And so um, when you go back and you're like, what is the deal? You'll find, oh, there was a buildup of something.
0: Right. That, that So you came say, to this. go back to the why. What's really going on? Yeah. yeah.
3: What's really going on?
0: Because sometimes God can speak to you through your emotions. Right. He can even, you know, have you pray for someone based off of mm-hmm. an emotion that he's giving you mm-hmm. at the time. So it's, I love how you say that your emotions can be balanced. They're yeah. not one; they're not 100% bad. They have their place. Yes,
3: but they're not to rule you because right. feelings um, can lie. Yes. Yeah, our, <laughs> our own heart can deceive us. Where people say, I don't trust anyone else but myself. I trust my own judgment. Mm. You know, the Bible says, "Lean not unto your own understanding." Right. In all our ways, acknowledge Him, and He'll direct our paths. Mm. That's because our our own heart can deceive us. Yes, it, it's our our own flesh is looking to satisfy, to please, to comfort, mm. to to do what it wants. Yep, and so if it is not properly um, uh, put to death, crucified yeah. in a sense. Then, yeah, you're going to have those negative, wrong emotions. But if we become alive in Christ, then you have those supernatural, spiritual, God-given right. emotions. Uh, like an example, I, I had a friend who just recently lost her mom, and mm. the day that, the morning that her mom was passing, I was sitting and having some quiet time to myself, wow. and I put yeah. some worship music on. And all of a sudden, I was so emotional. And anybody who knows me probably never, <laughs> if, even if you know me 20 years, you've probably never seen me cry. Wow. Um, I, I don't cry easily. Uh, I have deep feelings, but I'm not mm. good at exposing them. I don't know if that's my Scandinavian roots or what, but uh, <laughs> sure. um, I tend to be more stoic. So I, I have a hard time expressing mm. those types of, like crying types of emotions, yeah. like deep emotional feeling like yeah. that in fact i wouldn't even like lose my cool and yell and scream i might get loud but I, i'm not i, I try uh-huh. to be somewhere in the middle and uh, you are <laughs> yeah i am loud because my family's full of loud talkers <laughs> but anybody who's hung around my family we're all loud but um but with the emotions all of a sudden i just had this like that's why i could describe it like this well where i was just wow. so emotional and i was sobbing i had tears coming on my face and I think those are the types of things I was talking about earlier, where Mm. when you just get in the presence of the Lord, I I believe my friend, her mom was passing away at that time and was having a hard time carrying that. So Mm. I I really do believe in the spirit I was helped carrying that. (laughs) Wow! You know, those are ways that in prayer and in the spirit we can help help people walk through something
2: Mm.
3: um, by feeling you know, God-inspired Holy Spirit, you know, given emotions instead of our fleshly wants and needs, you know? So
0: we've said it a few times already, and I think that we say it a lot, but even if it's someone who doesn't know Jesus or they just met the Lord, when we say, like, kill your flesh or crucify (laughs) your flesh, what is that?
3: We don't mean to kill yourself. Please don't do that. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) We don't mean that at all. That's a very good question. (laughs) Uh, We're talking about fleshly desires. Um, Those Mm -hmm. things that, um, like, lust is never satisfied. Those things that, you know, if I start a drinking habit and then I got to drink more and then I got to drink more and then I got to drink more in order to get that same uh, feeling, or or I got to smoke more to get that same high. You know, wow. it's that lust is never satisfied. The flesh is never satisfied. It always wants to please itself. Yeah. And and the devil hmm. and the flesh work together at odds with the spirit of God right. in us. Hmm. And so there's this war that happens. So so Jesus, when he came, he lived his sinless life, and then he died, and then he resurrected. Mm. That gave us power and authority to to conquer sin, those temptations, and to to cause our flesh to be submitted to the spirit wow. of God in us. So that's what we're talking about is this mm. this idea of my flesh is buried and dead. I don't I don't live, but it's Christ who lives, who lives in me. In me. Mm. You know, it's it's so, Christ I want resurrected in me, not me. So I want I want you to see Christ when you look at me. You're gonna yeah. see my physical body, but <laughs> when you see my character, when you see my actions, when you see my behaviors, when you see my responses, when you see my moods, whatever mm. I, our goal is to wow. become more and more christ-like that's what I desire you for you know to yeah. see in me, and that's what God desires that's right for us. we're made mm. in His image, and so the, the idea is to be you know more and more like him, to reveal more and more of him every yeah. day, and that happens over time. so our spirit gets uh-huh. Our spirit gets 100% renewed the moment we receive Christ. Uh-huh. So we're made brand new. But our mind mm. and our flesh, our mind has to be renewed every day so that our wow. spirit... That's important. What, yeah. Mm. So like your spirit is renewed. Your mind is kind of like the conduit, if you want to say that, or the mm. valve that you open and close uh-huh. to, to uh, what God says. Um, or wow. to what the flesh says. So mm-hmm. if you imagine, uh, in fact, Andrew Womack has a really good video about this. The, we can the link spirit, to it soul, in the show notes. Yeah. yeah, in the spirit, soul, and body. Um, but if you if you imagine that, you know, if I take like this is a valve and there's an opening on this end and an opening on that end, and I've got God and his image and his idea mm. of who I am and what I'm capable of and what I'm called to and all that, and who he is on this side, and then yeah. I've got my flesh on this side, right? this is my mind. As I renew my mind, I open up to the mirror of the word. I open up to who God is, yes. what God says, uh, what God wants mm. from me and how he sees me. Right. So, Which
2: is so um, In, beautiful.
3: in yeah. fact, I think Andrew Womack in his video says, you know, like if you were fat before you got saved, you're still fat <laughs> after you got saved. If you were brilliant in math or say, if you were weak in math, you're not suddenly brilliant in math. And so those are the, (laughs) those are the workings out of, you know, the flesh and the mind. The spirit is a hundred percent renewed. The mind has the ability to receive and then cause that to be manifest in the flesh Wow! or, or the mind can play around with the flesh and entertain the flesh. So that's why there's kind of this constant war, Uh, that scripture that says the very thing I want to do, I don't do. The Uh thing I don't want to do, I find myself doing. That's Mm -hmm. this battle here. The more and more I renew my mind, the more and more I'm focused on the image of God and I'm reflecting that and I'm Mm -hmm. seeing that. The more and more I focus on what my flesh wants and what my flesh is and what my Mm. flesh feels, the the more and more i'm I'm gonna be confused and and frustrated and, and unhappy and deceived,
0: yeah you know and there's no way you can stand up stand out right when that's how you feel when you're deceived right, right. you're unhappy or maybe you think you're happy right <laughs> but but everything around you is is fleshly yeah, thank you for explaining that because we hear like those terms a lot mm-hmm. but going back to the The basics of, oh, this is what's really happening. This is why I got short with my husband (laughs) on whatever day. You know, that's so important. Um, There's something cool. I say cool (laughs) for the young people. Okay. There's something cool about the way you trust God that I've noticed. I remember when I was preparing to come here and you were telling me you could do this, this or this, or you could just trust God. (laughs) <laughs> and you, every conversation you would say that you can do this, this, or this. You could take this pill. You could go here You and do this, or you could just trust God. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he leads you. I know that that has, has been something that has been built up over the many years, even when, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but by our church, there were lots yeah. of witch doctors. Yeah. Yet. You say, just trust God. Yeah. How does that come?
3: Uh, well, you brought up the witch doctors that, like, say, for example, in that story, we mm. had events where we would do sports events, music okay. events, ministry events, even boxing events, that sort of thing. And um, at different times, there'd be people to come and, you know, walk the field before it comes, praying for rain, this and that. And then sometimes you'd see clouds start gathering, sprinkles come, <laughs> whatever, And, um, you know, and then sometimes if we're superstitious, if we don't understand Mm. who we are in Christ, if we don't recognize that we've been given authority over those things. And and even though the enemy wars against us, he can't war against God. He can't war against God's purposes and he can't win. Right. Um, He's already been defeated. Hmm. He's already lost. And so when we (laughs) when we stand in that. Wow. uh, You know, so we'd walk outside and just say, you can reign as much as you want after. Our program, (laughs) and it would happen that way. Wow! Not not because I have such great power, but just there's authority where when God has purposed something. Mm. So maybe if we were out doing our own things and and entertaining ourselves or whatever, that'd be different. But when you know you're doing what God's called you to do, you're going where He's uh, told you to go. Why He can't defeat Himself? God's not going to defeat Himself. God, God. Has already won. He always wins. Wow. He'll win forever. And so...
0: That's... Hold on. That's a whole word. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're preaching on the podcast. God cannot defeat himself. No. If he purposes something, if he's said the word, he said it in motion, he cannot defeat himself. That's right. It's not his nature.
3: Right. And then, like you asked about trust, where where that trust comes from. In fact, I was having a conversation with God about this just a few days ago, because... I was thinking um, just about different things that I'd walked through in my life and just talking to the Lord that, you know, I've trusted you through this and I've trusted you through that and i trusted you. Even when I was going through some of my most horrific things, the words that would come in my head would be, thank you, Jesus. Wow. Even Even when I was dealing with temptations. Sure. Thank you, Jesus. Those would be my first. Thank you, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Thank you. When I didn't know what to pray, when I didn't have words to say, Thank you, Jesus. Help mm. me, Jesus. Help me, Lord. And so I think part of that is just a, a relationship building process. Sure. I think also mm. there's power in our testimony when wow. when, yeah. when we get um, when we forget to reminisce about the things God, God's mm. done. When we That's why the Israelites were always told to put markers, to put altars, to put mm. stones, or to put some place of remembrance, to make a a a remembrance point um, was so that you would go back to that place or that Hmm. thing and remember God provided for me here God gave me when I thought I'd have no food I had food when I thought I'd had no shelter I had shelter when Mm I when I thought I'd wear no shoes he brought my my husband went without shoes for 12 years the first 12 years of his life he walked back and forth miles to school, like my grandpa would say, I walked miles to school uphill <laughs> both, both ways. ways in the winter, <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and it probably <laughs> through, <was winter>.
3: <laughs> 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 through snow, through s- snow, sleet, every sort of weather. But my husband actually did it, not mm. in the snow because it doesn't snow here in Uganda. But um, but he did actually walk barefoot for twelve years, wow. and then God blessed him with shoes, and he gave <laughs> that first pair of shoes away. And in all the time I've known my husband, <laughs> awesome. he's never lacked for shoes, and he's always <laughs> had nice shoes. Right, And um, and same with clothes, you know, but same with my mom, same with myself. I have never lacked for clothing, but I give clothing away all the time, not because I'm so great, but because I recognize Mm. that there's value in giving and, and there shouldn't be anything we hold so tightly to that we can't share it or give it away. So I think as you reminisce on those things, God, you provided here, God, you healed me here. God, you, you saw me through this situation. And, and when you watch God's hand in your life and mm. see it and you honor him in it, yeah, when you become grateful,
2: wow.
3: you know, I think gratefulness, thankfulness has a huge part to play in, in trusting trust. him, mm. you know, because then you're, you're mm. focused on uh, who he is in the midst of everything that you walk through instead of who you are, or who other people are. And right. when, when he's the focus, he gets the glory, he shines uh, he reveals himself. He makes ways where right. there seem to be no ways, and mm. and that trust is built as you grow in that in that walk you with know, him. Wow. Thank him. Be grateful. Uh, remember, you know, and part of that's part of being thankful. You know, and if you're in a state of mind where you're so mm. stuck that you yeah. can't be grateful, I know some people who you'd say, "What's something you're grateful for today?" Uh, I don't know. You know, (laughs) or nothing. Everything in life is terrible right now. Yeah. You know, my Mm -hmm. whole life is miserable. I know people who think like that, and there are some people who have a more pessimistic mindset. But the only way to change this mind
1: is
3: (laughs) to focus here, focus on the things of God. What does God say? Who who does He say that I am? Mm. Who does He say that He is? Who has He revealed Himself to be? Or I can focus here and say, "Yeah, today's a miserable day. It's raining outside. Yeah, somebody." hurt me. So-and-so rejected me. I lost that job. I, you know, whatever it is, mm. I can focus on all these terrible things, but that gratefulness, when I focus on him, there's something that happens in you wow. that no matter what you face, no matter what you encounter, mm. you know, it's different. And I, one other thing is also to, to let the Lord keep us humble. Mm. Let him keep us in a state of humility. Cause when we get this mindset that we think we deserve something. I deserve <laughs> to be oh, happy. I deserve to, you know, when my husband and yeah. I were facing some of our worst challenges, mm-hmm. I picked up this book and it was the most, I never even at that time. I never even read the book. I've read it since, but just the title alone delivered me. Wow. And the title was sacred marriage. And then the subtitle was what if God destined you to be holy and not happy oh, or purposed you to be wow. holy and not happy. Something like that. And <laughs> I read incredible. that and was so convicted mm. that this idea, and we say it in a lot in America and current culture, mm. where if you're yeah. not happy, you know, oh, if you're happy, do what makes you happy. Um, and then you keep doing all these mm. things and you're never you're happy. Never happy. Mm. You know? Um, and so it, it's that thing that, no, there's, there's something greater there. There's something mm. more powerful there. And so when I realized that, I was like, oh, okay, thank you for this. Thank you for that. Thank wow. you that what we're walking through today isn't what we're going to walk through tomorrow. Thank you mm. that you're with me. And then my prayer became, as long as this thing only breaks my flesh but, and, and brings out more of who you created me to be. As long as oh, this wow. thing, whatever I'm facing, makes me better, makes me stronger, makes me mm. more bold for you, makes me more holy. Right. You know, as long as this makes me who you want me to be, then I'll weather the storm, mm. whatever you want me to go through and um but if it and and it's good if it breaks your flesh yeah whatever you're walking through (laughs) if it's tearing up your flesh I'm sorry but that's good oh man (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know anything that we're battling with I I often say it's really good that whatever can be shaken is shaken wow so especially now in this COVID time right where people are really shaken people's faith have been shaken they're Comforts have been shaken or threatened. Mm. You know, there's a lot of shaking going on. Yeah, in many ways, and and that's not a terrible thing. Yeah, that what what is terrible is if we go in the wrong direction, the Mm. flesh direction, and we focus there to find to 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 try and gather that security back or that stability back. But when we look in that mirror of the Lord and say, okay, this is how do you want to glorify yourself? What do you want to do? What yeah. do you want to say right now? So this is big. Mm.
0: You're a mother in the faith. Even before I... I saw you one time. Mm. <laughs> before I came here this time. yeah, You were in the States. <laughs> I've seen you one time. Mm-hmm. And even from that point, I knew you were a mother in the faith. And now, of course, it's so evident to me and to everyone around us that you've reached this point Where we see, okay, Pastor Amy's a mother in the faith. And a mother knows lots of things about her kids. (laughs) Like, they can be doing something and you just have a feeling they're doing something. Now, I'm not saying, like, you're God. But I'm saying a mother in the faith, meaning you're someone to look up to. You have sound doctrine. When things are shaking, like they are right now, Mm -hmm. as the body of Christ what do you feel like our hearts need to be like, or what do you feel like we need to be doing? Is there anything that you can speak on that?
3: Uh, Well, I think the most important thing we've touched on already, and that's your relationship with God, uh, letting that whatever can be shaken, shaken. So if you're being shaken right now, the Mm -hmm. very first place to go is Lord, obviously I'm not secure Mm -hmm. in you in this place yet. Wow. And so, um, like the scripture that says perfect love casts out all fear that fear has to do with punishment and wow. that yeah. when we are perfected in love we we, we won't fear that yeah. that punishment it's in uh, what first john four i think um mm-hmm. and uh it, as we become more and more perfected in him the more and more um consistent the more and more stable the more yeah. and more uh, secure that we become even mm-hmm. when life shakes us and i think wow. that's This idea that as believers, we're supposed to get to this place of of abundant provision that we never lack, that we never need, that's not going to happen. That doesn't happen. There are some people who live, you know, very comfortable lives, yes, and that's very fine and very okay, but that doesn't mean they have trials. With every part of Mm -hmm. life, there are ups and downs. So the wealthier you get, you just have wealthy people problems. (laughs) The poorer you get, you have poor people problems. Right. You know, the more sick you get, you have sick people problems. The more healed you get, you'll have healed people problems. You know,
0: (laughs) whenever, you know, whenever you give your life to Christ, the goal is not to become rich. Yeah. That's the opposite. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's to lay your life down. Yes. Make disciples. Let God just be with, like, just be with God. Like you say. And the goal no shouldn't God be comfort. That, right? That,
3: that's See, w- when our goal is to be comfortable oh. mm. and to be, everybody wants to be in this. In fact, our, our minds and our bodies are naturally created to desire some sense of balance, mm. to attempt to balance us. That's how addictions become so addictive wow. mm. because your body and your mind are looking for balance. They're looking sure. to, to be in this, this balanced state of being. And, yeah. and we fight for that. We try really hard to be in that state. And in our humanness, we do all kinds of messed up things to falsely give us that. Yeah. The only thing <laughs> that we can attach ourselves, so we attach ourselves to all these unhealthy, ungodly things mm-hmm. that, that bring no, whether it's work, job, a habit, a behavior, a thinking pattern, whatever it is, we develop those things and they don't create a concrete sense of stability. The only thing right. that can create that is your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And so that's the very first place you look. Yeah. You, you you go deep into that walk with God and, mm. and wherever you wrestle, you recognize there's something weak in my walk, yeah. you know? And so let me first begin to work on that, you know? And then that with that's gonna come maybe time in your word, uh, maybe worship time. Mm. If you're one of those people who's about all the doing, like we yeah. talked about earlier, yeah then it might be for you to spend more time worshiping and just being thankful and just uh, focusing on him mm. instead of on that thing. Yeah. You know, when your eyes are fixed on him, the storm can be raging around you and you don't even, you may not even see it. You may not even mm. recognize it uh, <laughs> the same way. That's why some people can say, how in the world do you go through this thing and you're still laughing? Or you're still smiling. Mm. Or how could you lose yeah. everything and still be rejoicing? You know, mm. well, because the same God who gave that to me before can give it to me again.
0: That remembrance.
3: Yeah. Uh-huh. Remembering. So,
0: as we look ahead, mm. what is something you're excited about?
3: What am I excited about?
0: Yes. That's a
3: good question.
0: <laughs> hey, I love when you said that. That makes me feel good. <laughs> I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> I told you, you cheer us on. <laughs>
3: Yes, I, I. In fact, that's my desire for everyone. Our, our home again, mm. boys, who we raised over the years. They were boys we took off the streets. Yeah. they would ask me, you know, "How can we repay you? I don't, I, I don't want anything from you. I want you to obey God, do what God called you to mm. do, and and help other people, like pay it forward. Wow, you know? um, that sort of thing. Of course, when I'm old, if I'm not being taken care of, <laughs> help me out a little bit. We got you. But, but I don't want anything. I just, mm. I want you to. I want you to be better than I ever have been, do more than I've ever been able to. Just like says Jesus uh-huh. said, yeah. we do more yeah. than what he did when what he a sent great his spirit. Pattern. Yeah, mm-hmm. so let's, uh, we want to encourage that. But um, what am I happy about? What am I excited about? I, I guess in a way, when you look at the, the state of the world right now, the yeah. state of
0: uh, <laughs> uh-huh.
3: our spiritual lives and walk, I think it's yeah. both a little bit... Um, scary and a little and exciting. So if we have God's view, it's exciting. Wow. If we have Talk our own, about
2: that yes. yeah, if we have mm-hmm. our own
3: fleshly view, then I think it can be scary. We can get focused on the what ifs mm. or even the things we see coming. I mean nobody wants to welcome persecution, but yet at the same time, yeah. it says we're to rejoice oh, when we're persecuted for yeah. identifying in Christ. But I guess one thing it does for me as a believer, is it solidifies more and more in me every day that Jesus' name is the name above all names. Wow. Jesus' name has power
2: you, above mm-hmm. any
3: other, that that what we believe is true
2: yeah.
3: because why is it fought so much? Right. Why is it persecuted so much? <laughs> Since you know, so much. Not, not too long ago, I put mm-hmm. on a, a t-shirt uh, that I had that said, ask me about Jesus. And I walked into the grocery store and a guy started manifesting demons. <laughs>
2: And I was like, if my name said, like, ask me
3: about Henry, ask me about, you know, (laughs) any other name, any other religion, any other person, you know, there is no way that anyone would have gotten angry at me, anyone would have manifested anything, (laughs) but it says, ask me about Jesus and just reading the name Jesus Riled up demons in this guy. That is wild. You know? So if you if you don't know if your Jesus is real, get yourself a T shirt that just says Jesus. Uh-huh. Walk around and see what happens. Wow. <laughs> and then be ready to help pray for people and encourage people and
0: right. You know, <laughs> and that's how you know you have to be mature in your faith. Yeah.
3: So but so I'm excited that I think God is revealing more and more of who He is. Mm. He's calling us to know Him. More and more deeply, I yes. believe we're coming into a sign where we will see more like early church type miracle signs, and and wonders. Mm. Uh, I I, belie- I believe God has really incredible things in store, but wow. I don't believe it's this. We're going to all live in mansions and drive limousines <laughs> and, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> roll around in Rolls Royces. So you're not and excited about is, your mansions. You
0: know?
2: <laughs> no, all that is wonderful,
3: <laughs> uh-huh. but it wastes away. Yes. All that dies. All that goes somewhere. So whatever comforts I live in today are going to die. Mm. Um, yeah. Whenever I die or even before. Uh-huh. Those things can be stripped from us. So why um, not give them- <laughs> any time? Yeah, so why not share them at least uh-huh. don't be attached to them. Yeah, you know um, good and, and I think that's where giving comes in. I, I believe God made or in the in the word we read that giving is such a big thing mm. so that our hearts don't attach to things that right that the issue of, of money. we don't love money.
2: Yes, right. we need
3: money, money helps us be more comfortable and it's very okay. yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. But when we love it to the point that we can't let it go, when we love the things to the point we can't let them go. So I think we're in a time where we're being tested in those kinds of things. Right. Um, is that hard? Yes. Is it exciting? Yes.
0: <laughs> I feel like only you would say, oh, this, this testing is exciting. <laughs> I love it. Well, I love yeah. it because you're, a learner you're going too. to another
3: and you're going to another level. Wow. Too. Yeah. Every, every test you take in life is meant to take you to another level. If I'm in, you know, P six mm. or P seven, that's like I'm finishing elementary school. If that's where I am in life, then my test, my big exam is gonna bring me to secondary school. And then when I'm finishing, you know, S four, S five, at six, and I'm heading mm. into university because I've finished high school, well then what happens? Mm. Now I'm going to another level. Why well, yeah, finish you graduate. Your, yeah, and then there's other levels as you go. So every test just in the natural, but the same with tests. In the, spirit, in the spirit and, you know, mm. that we get tested and even giving up things in our flesh. Wow. Um, those are next level things. Yeah. So the test, it's it's kind of brutal to prepare for. <laughs> it's it's not fun to have to retake. I mean, there's a lot of tests in life I've had oh, to retake man. a whole bunch of times. But I remember somebody telling me that, you know, uh, some mm. of the things we wrestle with in our flesh is like running around a tree over and over again, or taking a test over and over again, and expecting to get a different result. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm really not enjoying this view around this wow. tree every single day, uh. all day. You know, I don't want this to be my life, and I don't want to prepare for this one test all my life, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to surrender to failing. Yeah, so that's good. I'm going to just keep wrestling with it till I'm victorious of it, and then I get to another level. You Amen. know. Yes. So it's exciting. That's exciting. Not fun, yes. but it's still exciting. It's exciting. Yeah.
0: That I love it. I love it. That's and it's so unique. Yeah. That's such a unique perspective that's so biblical.
3: Yeah. And we like sometimes we can gloss over, right? Well, and I like to tell people too, like be be enjoy where you're at when you're there. Wow. So if you're in a place of mm-hmm. struggle and suffering, suck the life out of that. Get everything wow. you can. Grow, mature. When my kids were born premature, both my kids were born three months premature. They were just like one kilo each. And um, when they were born, I remember sitting in the hospital and I'd ask Mm. the nurses and the doctors, Mm. what's this? What's that? What does this bell mean? What does this alarm mean? What is this? What are you doing? How do you do that? And I just, I spent all that time learning. And then spiritually, I spent that time asking the Lord, like, what are you saying? What are you doing? Tell me what you want me to know. Tell me what Mm. you want me to see. Well, I'm watching my kids almost live and almost die. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're, they're one day they're up. Another day they're down. Another day it looks like they're going to be mm. great. And another day we may lose them. But at the same time, I'm wrestling with God just to say, what are you saying? What are you doing? You know, mm. so as, wow. as we let him.
0: Uh, That's a great example. Yeah. That means you were only pregnant six months. Yes. With each of them. Yes. Which is wild to even comprehend. Yes, but <laughs> because this podcast is called Making Good Choices, oh. we're going to wrap this up and and ask you, what does making good choices look like in your life?
3: Making good choices. What does it look like in my life? Yes. Uh, well, I think in, in the past, in my growing mm-hmm. up years, it looked a lot like a mess because <laughs> I was making my own wow. choices. Uh, (laughs) Mm. wow and made myself suffer or I let other people's choices make me suffer Mm. um so I I think making good choices really has to do with that just surrendering to the Lord and welcoming what he wants wow what do you want how do you want to do it how do you want to be glorified you know what should we do today not that you don't just do normal daily things you know but just you're looking to him to say Mm. you know what's your agenda not what's my agenda and the more and more we mature in that, I just, I think the more and more fun we have, even in hard times, uh-huh. you know, the more and more exciting it is. and the easier it is to make choices mm-hmm. because you're surrendered to God knows best. Right. You know, right. And, and I, I'm leaning not to my own understanding, but I'm leaning to his. And he gave me a mind. He, he gave me a mind to use it. He uh-huh. gave me a mind to train it and to equip it. So he's given me the ability to make certain choices and that, but I'm still looking to him for guidance and always Mm. looking to him to say yes or no or redirect. You know, in fact, every time I've made a big choice, like say, what, what timing should we go back to Uganda or what timing should we do this? Or Mm. is it time to get married? It's always been, I believe this is what you're saying. I believe this is where you want me to go, but I'm willing for you to close Mm. the doors. So anywhere you want the doors closed, close them. And I'll receive that anywhere group. you want yeah. them open, open them and I'll walk through those. But mm, I want what you want powerful. more than I want what I want.
0: Mm. If that makes sense. Wow. So, yeah. This has been amazing. This is the wisdom, <laughs>
2: <God> <laughs> the
0: wisdom the mama. mama. And, and he uses <laughs> you and he speaks through you and he, I mean, gives comfort to us through you. And good. so we love that. And this has been such an honor. Make Thank sure... You. That you go watch Amy's Ammo. It comes on every Monday night at 8 p.m. on Res Life, YouTube, Facebook. But also we're launching a podcast, Amy's Ammo podcast, where you can, if you're on a Boda and you have your (laughs) headphones in, you can listen. If you're washing clothes, you can listen. And you can just just receive uh, the wisdom and the training sessions of using God's ammunition that he's given you mentally, physically, spiritually to live victorious. So we're excited and this has been great. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Amy. Thank you. Wow, that was a great interview with Pastor Amy. I definitely enjoyed it. And I loved hearing every bit of wisdom that she gave us. And I'm just so grateful. Also, you might've heard that we, taught, we said it's on video. We actually have the video. Just as a reminder, on the Res Life YouTube page, I'm going to put it in the show notes. And by the way, this ends our Goal Getter Month. There are many, many goals that you've heard about. Many, many people um, reaching their goals in the interviews this month and, and how to do that. And you'll see that there's a theme of going low before you go high and getting to know God before you get to the destination. So... I hope that these really spoke to you. And next month, we are talking about joy. So stay put. Next month is full of joy. And there and the interviews will be so much fun. So enjoy your day whenever you're listening to this, your evening, your morning, and go out and make good choices.